Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's Nicholas Ari Callis this morning. Got plenty to talk about. On this Tuesday morning, this is the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Wake Up Show, and the Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. So let's start with this. I mean, I was scrolling through Twitter yesterday, and I saw one tweet in particular. Donnie Football had put Stan Saverin on his Mount Rushmore of Sports broadcasters. And I was like, yeah, sure. I agree with that. I didn't realize, though, and then I keep scrolling and I see more tweets. I know Philip, uh, Andrew Filipponi put one out amongst other people, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And he passed away. Uh, news broke yesterday, and he was uh, 76 years old. So I know what he meant to Pittsburgh. You know, I know the type of personality he was. I'm a little too young to remember his show on Fox Sports Pittsburgh, because I think I was 10 years old when he ended, so I wasn't around too much to see that. But I, I know what he meant to Pittsburgh, and I've seen some of the other work he's done since he did that show. But if uh, if you would like to call this morning and just talk about Stan Saverin, you're welcome to. I'll open the phone lines, 412-928-9370. You can give your opinion on other sports as well. Um but if you wanted to call in and just uh, just talk about Sta- uh, Saverin and give your favorite memories or your favorite moments from his work as a sports broadcaster in Pittsburgh, you're welcome to call in and, and just speak your mind because I I can understand what he meant to, uh, to Pittsburgh sports fans all around. So call in and talk about that, uh, or him, I should say, call in and talk about Saverin if you so choose. Also big sports news, uh, the Denver Nuggets won their first NBA championship yesterday, beating the Miami Heat in five games. I always love rooting for, not that they were an underdog, but I always like cheering for the champions, or I always like cheering for the team that has never won a championship. I'm very big on on history-making and being able to witness history. The Miami Heat have already won their championships to begin the 2010s decade, but the Denver Nuggets have never won an NBA championship, but they won game five of the 2023 NBA Finals yesterday, and they're champions. So I congratulate the Denver Nuggets. I was happy to see them succeed and eventually go on to win. Also got another championship that's in the balance now, the Vegas Golden Knights. Lead the Florida Panthers three games to one. Going into Game 5 of that series, which is set to be played tonight at 8 o'clock. 
I'd hope you'll tune in to the first place Buckos tonight at 8 o'clock, but that's also a score to look out for, the uh, Game 5 of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. And the Golden Knights have a chance to clinch. But this isn't the first time that the Florida Panthers have had their backs against the wall, so I will just say that. I'm not going to lose faith. Although I don't think that they're going to necessarily win. So, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle about that one. I really want to see the Panthers come back. I think that they would have, I mean, an even better story to tell. I mean, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals after beating the Boston Bruins, among other teams, coming back down in a series to win. And the NHL's arguably got the most difficult playoff rounds because they play a seven-game series every round. So I hope they can come back and win. But I also know that a few years ago, when the Vegas Golden Knights made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, I wanted them to win. I wasn't a fan of the Washington Capitals because of their rivalry with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I wouldn't be too upset. I was happy that the Vegas Golden Knights went on and, and Marc-Andre Fleury got his shot playing in the Stanley Cup Finals for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the, the fastest, ex- uh, the, the expansion team taking the shortest amount of time to make it to a Stanley Cup Finals. They they were almost the uh, an expansion team with the fastest championship if they would have won that series, but they didn't. But it's an interesting Stanley Cup Finals this year. So, but I am rooting for the Florida Panthers this time around. I think that they uh, they beat the the big bad Boston Bruins, and they've come back a couple times down in series in seven game series to to win and get here. So, they've got to win three in a row to win it. It's not like it hasn't been done in major sports championships before. So, I'm on the Panthers wagon. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is the phone number if you want to call. Talk about anything sports this morning, uh, especially Stan Saverin, who passed away um, yesterday at the age of 76. So if you want to call in and talk about him, talk about any of the championships going on right now. But uh, there's also something, and it's uh, something I wanted to talk about this morning, Pirates baseball. The Pirates have did not call up Quinn Priester. And they decided to call up Osvaldo Beto. And Adam Crowley, not happy about that. And even got so, went so far as to get upset with Jason Mackey from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, one of our regulars on the show. Uh, one of our regular guests on the show. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I was trying to emphasize a little bit to to when I was talking to Crowley and to Doran that uh, the Pirates need to establish depth in the starting rotation. They they don't have, they don't have guaranteed, they don't have a guaranteed five. And I don't believe that any of the starters or many of the starters, I should say, are capable of maintaining a spot in the rotation for the entirety of the year. It just doesn't seem... It just doesn't seem like it. With Velasquez's injury, Rich Hill's been inconsistent mostly, so is Johan Oviedo. Ruanzi Contreras is in the bullpen now. Mitch Keller's really been the only pitcher that we felt like we can rely on because he carried the team through May, but also he had three uh, starts where he struggled before the win that he got 
in the series against the Mets. That Sunday series clincher. So, the starting pitching on the Pirates right now, it's just not established. It's not certain. And you want to establish depth. I, I don't think that Beto is necessarily a much better pitcher than Quinn Priester or has not performed much better than Quinn Priester. And Quinn Priester, top prospect. You want to see the top prospects. We're clamoring for the top prospects. My guy Austin Hedges is in the way of a couple of the Pirates' top prospects in their system right now. I still fight for Hedges. And I say that because, well, not the Hedges part, more of the pitching, because the pitching, the Pirates' pitching needs to have more established depth. So that if there's a couple unexpected injuries or for whatever other reason the Pirates need to fill holes in the in the rotation, that they, they have more than just Quinn Priester to rely on. Because what happens if Quinn Priester struggles? What happens if Quinn Priester were to get hurt? Now, you who else do you turn to? So I I believe that they they want to put Beto out there and let him start against a struggling team in the division to maybe boost his confidence, but also to get him some time, some experience on the major league roster so that they can rely on more than just Quinn Priester when the time comes. Or they want to try Beto out to, to see if they want to sign Madison Bumgarner eventually. Now, for the record, I'm not about that. If you heard Pony and I talking about it with uh, Chris Muller last week when I filled in on Thursday uh, for Donnie Football, yeah, no, I'm not about it. Um, right, so, we, so let's establish who can start and who can't start for the Pirates in that rotation, in that pitching rotation. It's just, again, it's just about establishing depth. I don't think the Quinn Priester is behind schedule. I don't think Quinn Priester is going to be in the minor leagues this entire year. I think he's going to get the call at some point, especially if they're in playoff contention by the time August rolls around. But right now it's June. The Pirates are in first place. And they want to establish depth. I think the Pirates do. And Beto, who set similar numbers to Quinn Priester this year, has gotten the call. So don't don't hate the guy. And remember his name, too. I uh, Crowley and Starkey, I heard uh, on their respective shows yesterday, I can't even remember his name. They're saying Osvaldo Beto. Remember the name? And hopefully he sticks around. Because having more options than not is not a bad thing. Having more options to turn to is not a bad thing. When unexpected injuries happen, you want to have multiple people ready to be able to to fill the job and handle the job in a way that can keep you on the winning stretch. So that's the only reason why. And I'm not necessarily saying that that, uh, Beto has ever been hyped up at all. There hasn't been anything special about him in recent years. I'm just saying that he's given an opportunity, and he can do what he wants with the opportunity, but he has the opportunity. 
If he does well, the Pirates win. If he doesn't do well, the Pirates also win, though, because then they know. They know what to expect out of their depth. They know that, hey, maybe this dude's not our future. Let's trade him for more assets or we'll just send him back and let him still work in the minor leagues. But whatever the case may be, that depth is, is super, super important. We we want like, we want to pretend like injuries don't happen. We want to pretend like bad things don't happen. I think that this is a good move by the Pirates to bring up Beto to just see what they have. Quinn Priester's also got a higher ceiling. He's got higher expectations on him. I prefer that he gets more refined over time. Anyhow, then he gets you know if he were to be rushed or. If the Pirates organization didn't think he was ready to force him into a start that he wasn't ready for. And, th- and then we as fans get upset because he's not performing up to our expectations. And that's something about prospects, too, that I think we all need to just take a step back on and just relax on for a little bit. I mean, Garrett Cole was one of the most anticipated debuts that I can remember being a Pirates fan, and again, I'm 24, so my Pirates fandom is more limited, and I grew up in the 20 straight losing seasons era. Like, I was born in the middle of it. So when Garrett Cole made his debut, and I remember how electric it was, remember he got a hit that drove in a run, and he was excellent against the Giants, and I saw some tweets of people remembering the day. I think he made his debut a couple days ago, 10 years ago on that day. Not everybody's going to be Garrett Cole and his debut, though. Gregory Polanco was another one. He started his... He started his Major League Baseball career with, I think it was an 11-game hitting streak. Right, and he was highly anticipated. Then he got hurt, so that was was rough. I believe that shoulder had a lot to do with with how he played after the injury. But besides the point, like those were the only two prospects, I think, for the Pirates that had like storybook debuts. And that's because there's a rare, other than Drew Maggi, but he's a different case. And I think we all know that. Um, But you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of debuts that don't go according to plan. There are a lot of debuts in Major League Baseball that aren't as, uh, they don't live up to the expectations of fans. And so I would rather Quinn Priester get as much time in the minors as he seems to need and then come up then to be rushed because if he fails and he was rushed, fans aren't going to care. They're going to be like, ah, he's not pitching well. You know, like fire Ben Charrington because Quinn Priester didn't pitch well in two starts since he's been up. You know, like, I don't want that. I would rather fans be upset if he is fully refined in the minor leagues because, in that case, then they don't have an out. If they're calling him up, they, they, they know he's ready. And if they don't think that he's ready, that's okay. Bring up the guy that doesn't have expectations on him and let him pitch. That might even be better as well for Beto, who doesn't have any expectations on him right now. All we know is that he's been around the minor leagues the last few years. For the most part. 
But maybe the fact that he doesn't have expectations on him is like kind of he's playing the underdog status. Like nobody knows. Nobody really knows what I got. So let me show them. That could be it too. So I mean just just think about all the benefits of this. You know, before you before you rush into bring Gwen Priester up mode right away, just just think of the potential benefits of Beto getting a start in this series against the Cubs. Think about all the benefits, the depth, the fact that he's under the radar, the fact that Quinn Priester gets to continue to, to perfect his craft in AAA baseball. I'm just saying, Quinn Priester will be here eventually. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when at this point. But right now, it just doesn't seem to be the time. And from what we expect in Quinn Priester, if he came up, and he didn't pitch well. I know we as fans would be incredibly upset. And I don't I don't want to be upset. I want to be upset for him getting all the time he needs to come up and then pitching poorly rather than having to worry about that factor of if he was ready. And that's where I stand. 412-928-9370. It's Nicholas Harry Callis. It's the fan early morning show. Talking about the Pirates. And uh did you know where they are in the standings? I'm sure you do, but I'll tell you again, I'll remind you. We're gonna look at the upcoming series against the Chicago Cubs when I come back. This is the fan early morning show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is Sports Radio 937 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's Nicholas Harry Callis. It's the fan early morning show. Let me give you fan weather real quick as well. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer, Equinox, and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks. And you can check them out online at sunchevy.com. Today, it's supposed to rain high of 72, low of 52. It'll be clear throughout most of the morning. It'll get overcast around noon and then uh, toward the evening, expect thunderstorms, a 30% chance throughout the area. Then tomorrow, 70% chance of rain, high of 72 and a low of 55. That's fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. So I promised you a preview, a little uh, look, a brief look, not necessarily a uh, a pregame show type of look, but you know, we'll talk about where the Pirates are, where the Cubs are. I especially want to talk about the pitching matchup because a former Pittsburgh Pirate is starting tonight for the Chicago Cubs. Let's look at the standings right now. Uh, the Pirates, 34-30. and 30. They were game ahead of the second-place Brewers, who were 34-32. and 32. The Brewers don't really seem to want to win the division, and they came off of a series sweep to the Oakland Athletics. They got, or they got swept, I should say, against the Oakland Athletics. So that makes you feel a little bit better about the series against the Pirates. Like, I mean, I guess the Pirates could have won could have won more, and 
you know, we all wanted them to, to win more. But the fact that the Brewers got swept by that same A's team makes you feel a little better. And like I said before in the series um, after they beat the Pirates, the A's are not out there to lose. They're not, the individual players at least are not trying to lose. Maybe management's putting them out there with the intention of losing. But no, the Pirates, uh, or excuse me, the A's, they, they, the individual players aren't out there trying to lose. So the fact that uh, the, they've continued their hot stretch, they won six in a row, they're uh they're doing they're 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 doing what they want to do which is to to put together wins and that was bound to happen eventually so the pirates kind of ran into that which is unfortunate but so did the brewers which is great so we celebrate that but anyway the cubs in relation are 28 and 37 they are six and a half games back of the nl central lead six and a half games back of your leading the division pittsburgh pirates so good um, those two teams are kind of buried. The Cubs and the Cardinals buried right now toward the bottom of the division, and the Reds are kind of coming back. They're 32-35 and 35 right now, three and a half games back of the division, so they're in striking range right now, which makes it ever important for the Pirates to win this series against the Cubs because if the Cubs were to sweep this three-game series, just hypothetically, then they would you know, be back within three and a half games of the division lead, and who knows where the Brewers and the Reds will be by then. So the Pirates have an opportunity today and in this series to start the week to bury the Cubs further down. They did it against the Cardinals with a three-game sweep. I don't think that it's realistic to continue to expect sweeps from uh, or against division opponents for the Pirates, but this is a series right now where the Pirates want to bury the Cubs, and they should want to bury the Cubs because losing this series, they lose a lot of ground in the standings. Because the Cubs and Pirates immediately impact each other, which means the Cubs could continue to crawl further up. And that's not even considering what the Brewers and Reds could do in that time because they're both within striking distance and a series loss to the Cubs puts uh, the Cubs back in striking distance of the division lead. So I can't stress enough how important that uh, this series win is for the Pirates because it'll keep the Cubs away and it'll keep them buried toward the bottom of the division. And the Pirates can start to bury teams now if they play them head-to-head. And remember, the Pirates are playing the Brewers, too, after this series against the Cubs. They're going to Milwaukee to play the Brewers. So right now the Pirates directly impact where teams are. And when you're in first place playing division opponents, you're essentially burying the team further down in the standings when you're in first place. And that's exactly what the Pirates want to do. That's what they did against the Cardinals. The Pirates' sweep of the Cardinals contributed to them being eight and a half games out of first place now with a 27-40 and 40 record. They can do the same thing to the Cubs. They just got to win the series. So the starting pitchers for both teams, Luis Ortiz for the Pittsburgh Pirates, the scheduled starter tonight going up against Jamison Tyon, former first-round pick of the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2010. Jameson Tyon, I always love to remind people of this. If you don't remember the 2010 draft, remember when Bryce Harper was uh, a big deal? Well, he still is a big deal. I will say that. He's multi-time MVP winner. You know, he's he's still a notable player. Of course, I didn't mean any disrespect to him. But uh, Bryce Harper was taken number one overall by the Washington Nationals in 2010. 
Manny Machado was taken third overall by the Baltimore Orioles. Pirates had the second overall pick in the 2010 draft, and the Pirates drafted Jameson Tyon. Now, I know that you know he, he beat cancer, and he was never a bad guy, but I always just like to remember, like, it seems like they were guaranteed stars to come with uh, Machado and Harper. And in the middle of that, the Pirates got Jamison Tyon, who, you know, struggled with arm injuries. It's just, you know, yeah. Just makes me sad because I feel like I know what the Pirates could have had. But Jamison Tyon, nice guy. Still, though, just never really panned out with the Pirates. Had a couple good years with the Yankees. And going into today's game, Tyon, one and four. One win, four losses on his record through 10 games. He started all 10, and he has an ERA of 7.02 with a whip of 1.54, over 42 and a third innings pitched. So Tyon struggled this year, and there's no reason to think that he couldn't continue to struggle. The Pirates just they got to get to him. But he's a pitcher that you certainly can get to. Unfortunately, though, Luis Ortiz still a little bit uncertain for him this season. He started five games for the Pirates in the majors this year. He's a one and two record with a four two three ERA. So, a couple pitchers that are still looking to establish themselves. Pitchers who haven't quite been electric yet, or or or, or super effective. So. Um, this is a statement game for both pitchers. I mean, Jamison Tyon, I'm sure he doesn't want to lose his fifth game of the year now. So I think it's possible that he could come back and he has a little more motivation to do well, especially against a former team. But the Pirates just got to, you know, smack him back into where he's been all season. And if they do that, they can win this game. Again, it's super important that they win because, well, you're in first place. If you win games, you're going further up the ladder in first place and you're burying the team the division opponent beneath you. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This has been the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Coming up next, it's the Fan Morning Show pre-show with Adam Crowley and Doran Dickerson right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t